Our body and our mind are an ecosystem for our existence. And when that ecosystem becomes disrupted or dis-ease is created, it will manifest in the form of physical dis-ease because our body is so intelligent, it is trying to let us know that there is emotional dis-ease that needs to be healed. Hi friends, and welcome to Do The Damn Thing. I'm your host, Lauren LaRue. I'm an entrepreneur, a lifestyle coach, and a content creator for my brand, LaRue. And if you are here today, it's because you're ready to elevate your lifestyle, live more intentionally, and achieve your dreams. And you found just the right place to do so. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another fabulous episode of the Do The Damn Thing podcast. As always, I am so thrilled to have you here with me today. And I'm really excited for today's topic. I feel like it's a bit outside of my comfort zone, but it's something I've been learning about and it's very personal to me. And so I'm definitely going to be approaching this podcast as more of a, I'm passing along the information I've been learning about and just kind of having a more open conversation about this topic rather than coming at you with a more expertise point of view. But today I want to talk to you guys about how our mind can heal our physical bodies. And like I said, this is personal to me and Because like I've mentioned on a lot of past podcasts, or if you're new here, I'm definitely going to give you guys a lot of background. I have suffered from debilitating knee pain for a very, very long time. I've had several surgeries on my knees. I have gone through several countless injuries with my knees. And I also suffer from some health issues. I was diagnosed with chronic migraines. I have polycystic ovarian syndrome when I was younger and in middle school. My appendix ruptured and I had a very, very large cyst on my ovaries rupture. So I've had some health issues. I also have a minor heart condition that was passed down from my mom. You know, a lot of these like intermittent little things besides my knee that have contributed to the way I feel mentally. So if I have symptoms of depression or anxiety and just kind of all of these other things. So I'm really excited to talk to you guys about this today. And the reason I'm talking to you is because a lot of the information I've been gaining and learning around this kind of mind and body relation has been the book I've been nonstop recommending to you guys, Mind Change by Heather McKean. You just absolutely have to please go read this. I implore you to go buy this book immediately. I will link the Amazon link in my show notes again. It's just such an incredible informative, baffling book. I feel like the majority of the time I'm reading it, my jaw is just open because I'm just like, oh my God, this information is insane. How and why does not everybody know what this woman is speaking about? She gets to a point where she starts talking about her previous health issues and there was a point in her life where she was prepared to die because of her health issues. And I think that we can all, you know, kind of grasp onto that terrifying sense in some way or another, whether we know someone who has suffered from a chronic illness like cancer or even addiction or something along those lines. But when it comes to our bodies, here's the thing that I feel like was really difficult when I started learning about this kind of stuff when it comes to the mind-body relation is just like our thoughts, we believe what our body is telling us, right? So if we have a headache, we believe our head is in pain, right? If we have a stomach ache, we believe we're in pain. If we have anxiety or you know our heart rate is up we believe we have anxiety so physical symptoms are not something we tend to argue against i guess so when our body is telling us something we 
generally believe it, right? So then we take more precaution to gather information that lets us believe this is how our body feels. Therefore, we go to the doctor, we get tests done. If it's incredibly bad, we go to the emergency room and then we get all of this information thrown at us. And another thing I highly recommend you guys do going on to the next topic of this is go watch the documentary Heal on Amazon Prime. It is absolutely phenomenal, absolutely mind-blowing. The information in it is overwhelming to begin with, but the stories and the the real live people that appear in this documentary telling their stories, how they've survived and overcome severe diseases and issues with their body are incredible. People who have overcome stage 4 cancer, like please I again, go read the book, go watch the movie. <laughs> But something that um, actually Joe Dispenza also appears in this documentary, something that he mentions, and you know, this is this is his realm of study is epigenetics. And if you don't know what that means, it's how we can change our gene function based on our mind. So again, using our genes to heal our body. And something that they talk about is, you know, we can feel these physical symptoms in our body and, and understand, okay, something might be off, something's imbalanced, right? But then the moment we go to a doctor, the moment we get those tests run and they come back into that room and say, this is what's wrong with you. This is your X, Y, and Z condition. And this is, you know, the, the process of healing or if it's so detrimental, you know, you have X amount of months or years to live. The process of that diagnosis takes us from zero to 100. So our mind completely shifts into essentially a fight or flight mode. And given the diagnosis, we understand, you know, we are at a complete imbalance now. And so to argue against something like that, to take over the power of your mind so critically to decide, you know what, that's fine if people are going to tell me this, that's fine if that's how my body is reacting to an imbalance right now, but I'm choosing not to believe this and I'm choosing to be healthy, therefore I will heal my body, I think is is both, I think, a, a very magical thought to have. But also, you have to be so willing to be open to that process because if you're walking around the streets telling people, I have cancer, but I'm healed, people are going to think it's crazy because we're so easily enabled to believe what our bodies are telling us and what our doctors are telling us. We put so much hope and trust into these people, as we should. You know, most of them know what they're talking about and they are, you know, our health is their priority. But we don't put enough eggs in the basket of how powerful our mind is. So when I talk about, you know, this imbalance that happens, I want to clarify what this means before I move on with, you know, sharing kind of my own story. There is healthy and unhealthy. There is balanced and imbalanced, right? And I want to be very, very clear on what I mean by all of those terms. To be healthy and to be balanced is to not feel physical symptoms of imbalance. So for the sake of this this podcast, and I say this as well in my blog coming out on Friday, we are collectively defining unhealthy as whatever feels out of balance to you. So again, if you suffer from constant anxiety, this is an imbalance. If you have joint issues, this is an imbalance. If you have chronic migraines, this is an imbalance. You must be the person to decide what feels out of balance and then go about healing that with your mind. So I definitely want to share a lot more about my kind of story with my physical body with you guys. I know I've mentioned countless times on this podcast that I've had the knee issues, 
But like I said, at the kind of opening of this podcast, I've had a lot of health issues in the past. One being my heart issue that has persisted over the last several years after my brother died because I started getting really, really horrible, debilitating panic attacks. And my heart condition centers around extra beats. Um, Obviously, there's a term for it, but I can never say it. And so the average person has around roughly 10,000 beats per day. I have almost double that. So my heart rate is naturally very, very elevated. And so when I get panic attacks, they're so severe to the point where I pass out because my heart cannot catch up with my, my breathing and cannot catch up with my body. So to hit a hard restart, my body basically forces me to faint and pass out so that my heart rate can slow. And this all happens. My heart rate obviously increases because this panic attack ensues a lot of, you know, difficult things that happen in my mind. I see a lot of images and a lot of things that I don't want to see, right? So I've had the heart issue. Like I said, when I was home in Florida after COVID, I got diagnosed with chronic migraines. Those have since almost completely subsided. Definitely something I'm working on because I used to have really horrible debilitating migraines and I would just be in bed for hours, could not move, could not stand, could not do anything. But really, I think that the biggest thing for me has always been my knee. So I'll give you guys a little brief background on my my lovely history with my knee. So like you guys know, um, I'm sure I was a competitive dancer my entire young adult life. I started dancing when I was like three. And then I started competing when I was maybe around 10, 11. And I was dancing like this was basically a part time job for me. I would be going to school and then I was dancing roughly 18 to 22 hours a week. By the time I was a sophomore to senior in high school, I was dancing 22 hours every week. So this is a lot of pressure on your body. And dancers naturally put their bodies into forms that aren't natural. So, you know, we're feeling very discombobulated to begin with. And when I was 13 or like 13 or 14, I was at a summer camp and I slipped getting out of a swimming pool and I tore my ACL and I refused to have the surgery and I ended up being in a cast for six weeks for a full leg cast and then I just kind of went right back to training. Of course, I went through PT and I I went through therapy but I just went right back to dance training. And then from that point on, let me also preface this by saying I've had, I had knee issues for a very long time. My knees were never very strong to begin with as a dancer. So the ACL was just kind of the beginning of this very long journey with my knees. So I kept dislocating my kneecaps. And then in my junior and senior summers, so going into my junior year and going into my senior year, I had a minor knee surgery, like a minor corrective surgery on both my knees. Then I got to New York where there's a ton of walking and I lived on the fifth floor of a walk up with no elevator. So I was climbing what felt like millions of stairs a day. And it was just, it was beginning to get to the point where I was in chronic pain every single day, maybe not all day, every day, but at least three or four hours every single day, my knee would just start pulsating and throbbing and The best way I could describe it, and I would say this for years coming, is it felt like someone was trying to saw off my leg from my knee down. And it just like it was just this immobilizing pain. So like I said to you guys in the very first podcast, 
I knew that I needed a very major surgery and I wasn't even willing to go to the doctor and find out what it was because that would make it real, which again, like I talked about, we'll get into in a little bit. So I just dealt with the pain. I suffered uncontrollably. I I honestly can't even begin to tell you guys. And then I want to say about halfway through my senior year is when it started getting to the point where it was all day every day. I was just, I would wake up, I was in pain. Anything I would do would be in pain and I was just trying to ignore it. And let me also preface this by saying this is this is kind of where you get to the point where you're doing so much to try and ignore it. So I would be constantly taking pain relievers, you know, just ibuprofen or Advil. I would constantly putting tape on, ice it, heat it. I would be putting icy hot on it. Anything I could do, I would elevate it all night. I would literally do anything I could do to avoid having the surgery. So then you guys know the story. I ended up graduating and long story short, going home and I met with my surgeon in Florida after I had met with a surgeon up here in New York and it was kind of time to bite the bullet. And the surgery we ended up going with was a very major corrective surgery. I had a lot done to my knee. I had artificial tissue put in. I had a cadaver ligament put in and I had several pins and screws put into my knee. And I also qualified for a replacement, but my insurance wouldn't pay for it because I'm so young. So anyways, all of these kind of things started manifesting in my body after this surgery. So my heart condition started getting worse. I had to get it checked out again. That right after that surgery is when I got diagnosed with a chronic migraines. So once I let myself kind of acknowledge the pain I was in every day and handle it, All of these other symptoms that what I would assume to be have no relation to my knee started to manifest, right? So I was also in a place where I was gaining a lot of weight after my surgery. I was on bed rest. I wasn't eating healthy. I wasn't working out. I wasn't even active. I couldn't be. And a lot of things after my surgery, after I, you know, essentially recovered. So around March when COVID really just exploded, all of these symptoms of dis-ease started to manifest in my body and that's when I started to feel incredibly incredibly uncomfortable just in my own skin and I don't ever ever want to feel that way whether it's physically in the in the sense of how I look or I just my my head hurts or my knee hurts or all of these things were happening you know I was getting constant anxiety attacks because of where I was at in my life so my heart rate was constantly elevated I would wake up in the middle of the night in just like a huge sheer panic, sweating bullets, just just not in a good physical state, right? And again, you guys obviously know on top of that, my mental state was subpar as well. (laughs) So all of that being said, when I started my mental health journey and healing all of these emotional symptoms, it took so long for me to realize. And when I say it took so long, I mean like up until maybe a couple months ago, I started to realize just how much healing my emotional state was healing my physical state. And I'm not just talking about weight loss, like I I lost almost 40 pounds, but I'm also talking about my knee pain and my heart rate and all of these other things that no longer seem to be an issue. So the knee is definitely the most fresh thing I wanna talk to you guys about and how I feel like I kind of manifested that healing. 
So right before I ended up moving here, I met, I was having still like pretty severe knee pain. It wasn't all day, every day. It wasn't as bad as it used to be, but every once in a while, like every few days or so, I would get this intermittent, just sheer pain and it was a new pain. So this was really concerning to me. It wasn't like that old pain I described where it felt like someone was sawing off my leg. This was a much more sharper pain and I could feel it where I know the um, pins are. So it was really just kind of concerning. You know, I thought something was wrong. So then I go through this whole ordeal. Oh my God, I, I didn't even think to mention this in this podcast, but I have to tell you guys this because it's so funny. So in this, I was, I want to say a year after my surgery is when I was really like diving into everything LaRue. I was going, you know, pedal to the metal with everything in my business. And as you guys know, a symptom of up leveling is feeling severely uncomfortable, right? We sort of manifest our own challenges to make sure that we're going to be prepared on the other side to handle this new up level, right? This was in a point where I was getting really strong in the gym again, like, It felt so good to be back there building muscle, losing weight, like just being active, you know, because I was active my entire life. And one day, almost exactly a year to the day of the surgery, I started getting all of these like really bizarre hives on my knee and welts like they looked like it looked like I had been stung by like a dozen bees on my knee and it was right on my two really big scars. So I'm just going to cut this really short. We end up finding out after a series of incredible tests that I am in fact allergic to the stuff they put in my knee. (laughs) That just sounds so stupid saying it. I am allergic to the permanent sutures that live in my knee. When I would get these flare-ups and I definitely think it was stress-induced where all of a sudden for like a half hour, my knee would just very, very swollen, beat red, incredibly hot to the touch and I would just get these welts all over and it was pretty disgusting so I end up finding out from my doctor who of course says the thing every patient fears hearing he's like this man has been in this in this field for 20 plus years he looks at me and says I have never seen anything like this in my entire life I was like oh that's fabulous news for me so anyways that was happening then me and my my knee doctor who is obviously like just a dear friend to me now man is practically family decide that I'm going to get permanent anesthetic blocks put in my knee every six months. This essentially kills the nerves around my knee so that one, I'm no longer feeling the new pain that I'm getting and two, I'm no longer having this reaction to what's in my knee. Now, it wasn't obviously so bad to the point where he felt he needed to go back into my knee and replace the sutures, but it was it was a problem we knew was there, right? So then I started realizing that every time this flare up would happen, because of course we thought it was something external, like was I using a new body wash or a new laundry detergent or a new lotion or whatever was triggering it. And I started realizing it was not necessarily stress induced, but up level induced. I started co- coinciding all of these like visceral body reactions to moments in my now entrepreneurial career where big shifts were happening. And I mean, I'm sure you can guess like the day I signed to the lease, I had the flare up. The day I moved to New York or slash New Jersey, I had the flare up. Every time something monumental has or is happening and I'm like 
consciously aware of it, this flare-up has happened. So I ended up getting these shots like two weeks before I moved back up here. And I have an appointment to get them when I go home in three weeks. And I do not think I'm going to get them. Because I think I've done so much positive work on changing my mind around the physical relationship I have with my body. And with my so-called chronic migraines. And with my knee issues. And with my heart issues. And just any health issues in general. I have decided to change my mind. So in the book, Mind Change, Heather talks about the difference between what she calls disease and dis-ease. And I think separating those words creates such a, such a different connotation for the pair because when we're in a state of dis-ease, that implies that there was a state of ease previously, right? There was a point in my life where I didn't suffer from knee pain. There was a point in my life where I didn't suffer from migraines or even headaches. And I know what that ease felt like. But because we didn't know the contrast of it, we weren't aware that we were in a state of ease, right? If you're someone who doesn't have, you know, a, a, a cancer diagnosis, you're not walking around every day consciously thinking, I'm cancer free, right? Like that's, that's not something you're thinking about because the contrasting opinion of that or the contrasting thought of that is being diagnosed with cancer, which you've never been in a situation of. And I'm using this as a very, you know, obvious example, but I, I want to make sure I'm going into this conversation with a lot of compassion and empathy. If you or someone you know suffers from cancer or has in the past, I want you to know my heart goes out to you. And this is not at all something I take lightly. I'm going into this conversation with a very informative topic in mind and just, you know, trying to help people open their mind up to the possibility of healing their body and your body with your mind. But cancer is not something to be taken lightly. And I, I just want to say that I love you all dearly. But anyways, when we are in a state of ease, we're so often unaware of it because we don't know the opposite of it. You know, we're obviously like aware that cancer exists and perhaps someone in your life has had it or you know someone who's had it and, you know, you, you know that it's there. But until you get that diagnosis and you're in that state of now dis-ease, you're not necessarily walking around consciously acknowledging you're in a state of ease. Now, if you're someone who's really healthy, you work out consistently, you eat healthy, you're just in a like healthy state, you're likely going to be more aware that you're in a state of ease and that you're in a state of health, whatever that means for you and whatever you define that as, or like we said earlier, in a state of balance. But until you get that contrasting opinion, you're, like I said, your conscious mind isn't necessarily aware that you're in a state of ease. So the thing I really want to focus on with you guys, and this is definitely what I focus on in the blog, but again, as always, that's from a more technical standpoint, whereas I'm offering advice to the collective, and here I'm kind of sharing my story and what's worked for me, but kind of like what I mentioned earlier, where we believe what our body is telling us. I think what I was pointing at and what I am pointing at is that we struggle to create or bridge the distance between the two thoughts of I am in pain and I want to heal my body, right? You can collectively want to heal things and want to feel better, but if you don't believe that that is the actual case that's happening, you're going to continue to persist in a state of disease. And that's where I was at. So I think what's gotten me to this point to where I do fully believe this now is when I was healing my mind and healing my mindset and anxiety and 
my trauma in my life, I wasn't doing it from the standpoint of healing my body. I think I knew that that would be a result of me practicing a better lifestyle and an intentional lifestyle. And now as I look back, I can bridge those dots and and see the connection between the two when I look back on the last two years of my life. Because like I said, the way I could connect when my knee was getting inflamed to points of potential or actual up leveling, I can also look back and see where I am and where I have healed parts of my body through healing my mind. I think my advantage in this conversation was that I wasn't actively trying to do so. And when I say advantage, because I wasn't actively thinking to myself, okay, I'm healing my mind to heal my body. I also, again, like I said earlier, wasn't giving myself that that option to have that contrasting opinion and for me that would have been doubt right so I could have been focusing so much of my energy on trying to heal but then my my subconscious mind would have been popping up with thoughts of doubt that we pull from our filing system of proof where I have felt pain in the past right so now I'm at the point where when I do feel physical pain in my knee I take a very, very, very big step back. I give myself the chance to reflect on where I might be feeling disconnected in my current reality, right? So for example, if I felt knee pain right now, I would ask myself, okay, where have I felt stressed today in the last couple days? Where have I felt disease in my mind that is now manifesting as disease in my body? Because for me, the most often type of correlation for the two is going to be my knee. If I feel stressed or if I feel upset or angry, that is eventually going to manifest as pain in my knee. I take a step back. I look and reflect at where I've felt uncomfortable or disease in my life, in my reality, and I acknowledge how that's now manifested in my body. And now here's the biggest thing. McKean kind of touches on this in her book, and this is touched on in Heal as well, the the movie, the documentary, but this is what I believe has worked best for me. Once I'm able to reflect and figure out kind of where the two have connected the, the disease in my mind and the disease in my body, I thank my body and my mind for giving me the opportunity to feel the physical pain that is manifested from emotional pain. My body is so incredibly intelligent that it was able to understand the stress response I was feeling in my cortisol levels and has now manifested as pain that we also feel in our prefrontal cortex. Our prefrontal cortex in our brain is the trigger for pain mechanisms and stress responsors. So in the same part of my brain, it is acknowledging you feel emotional stress, so I'm going to give you physical stress. And that forces me to acknowledge where I have felt emotional stress in the last several days so I can go about healing it. So I thank my body. I thank my knee for feeling pain right now. Then I also tell it to get the hell out of here. No more. I don't need it. I see what you're saying to me. I feel it and you can go away now. So I try and immediately manifest this pain away. I sit down and meditate. I stretch. I do what feels good. And I let myself heal my body while acknowledging why and where that physical pain is manifested so I can go about healing the emotional symptoms. 
when we bridge this distance, the rest kind of falls into place, right? When we create that connection, the rest will fall into place. Our body and our mind are an ecosystem for our existence. And when that ecosystem becomes disrupted or dis-ease is created, it will manifest in the form of physical dis-ease because our body is so intelligent, it is trying to let us know that there is emotional dis-ease that needs to be healed. So that is what I've got for you guys today. I really hope this hits for those of you who have felt or have experienced health issues in the past, I really believe there is a collective, beautiful message that exists within this much, much larger conversation. Physical pain, physical symptoms, physical disease, actual diseases. These are not things to be taken lightly. Your body is the kingdom for which you exist in. It is your vessel for life. It is something to be cherished, to be taken care of, to be held, and to be grateful for. And when we become a part of something, a part of a a major stressor that is now manifested in the form of something as severe as cancer or need of surgery or whatever, you need to take a much, 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 much larger step back to both acknowledge where the stress in your life has now manifested into a physical symptom and where you can have much more compassion for that physical symptom so that you may both heal your mind and your body. That is what I've got for you guys today. Like I said, I really hope this hits. And for those of you potentially listening right now who are suffering with any sort of physical disease, your mind, let me be very, very clear, your mind is much, much stronger than your body. And if you begin taking little steps to harness that power to heal your body, you will in fact heal your physical symptoms. I love you all so, so dearly and I will see all of you beautiful souls next week.